Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. <laughs> and welcome everybody to Fight Club. And good morning and happy Tuesday. Hey everyone. Hey. hey. Good morning. Welcome to Fight Club for Business, everyone. The show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, system, and culture. We are a team of self-employed industry experts. Joined this week by our guest, Michael Draper. And we're super, super excited, excuse me, to have you on the show, Michael. If you don't mind just giving the listeners just a brief rundown on yourself and your business. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure uh, being on Fight Club and being uh, with you and your audience today. Um, Yeah, I uh, started in the window cleaning industry uh, when I was 16 years old and uh, kind of uh, have done it all so far as the window cleaning industry pressure washing has been concerned. Um, Built a pretty sizable business in central Illinois. We sold that business in 2014 and uh, then uh, started uh, expert safety services. So we're basically a safety consulting company too. We stay very niche uh, for the most part. Uh, We stay in the general industry standard of OSHA. Uh, so that can be window cleaning, pressure washing, kind of service uh, type businesses. And um, we uh, I'm the director of safety and compliance for the pressure washers of North America as well. And a certified instructor from IWCA and hold several different certifications in safety. So uh, happy to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be a, a fun talk about, I, I feel like a lot of safety, which I think is a topic we haven't covered much. So I'm excited to have you on and welcome. Uh, my name is Taylor Maroney, Michael. I co-own a pressure washing company in South Florida with my husband called Pure Power Washing. And I worked in marketing for about six years where I really found my passion for helping business owners understand the analytical numbers behind marketing and how to make better decisions based upon that. And then also being able to help them tell their story. So I'm super excited to say welcome to Fight Club and welcome, Michael. Thank you very much. Pleasure being here. You guys are moving fast. I'm still sharing over here. Uh, Good morning. (laughs) My name is Megan Life. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own a full service accounting firm, Life's Accounting Company. We just survived our second biggest deadline of the year on Friday. Yay! I'm feeling like a new person. Uh, it is still dark in California, but when the sun comes up, I am looking at the ocean today. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and I own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff, which is how I met Michael, because he's really helped change our culture around safety. And he's made safety cool again, which is really fun. I'm so excited to be back on Fight Club and happy Tuesday after October 15th, everyone. (laughs) Yay. Hey there, Michael. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. And if you want to outsource your CSRs or customer service rock stars, as we call them around here, you can do that with our company. So if you're tired of the office and you're on a ladder or in a tree or out in the field somewhere, you can have us help your office run remotely um, on lots of different software platforms. And we're going to talk about systems today. And I'm obsessed with your website. I've been stalking it since yesterday. And I love all the little icons. And I think that you and I have a very similar brain style. So I'm excited to meet you and welcome to Fight Club. Thank you. And I'm Martha Woodward. I own a maid service in a neighboring state and function as an absentee owner. And then I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, which is all about employee performance tracking 
and I just help people build happier workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club. Thank you, Martha. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I am going to steal you first, Michael, and we're going to chat a little bit about marketing. Um, cool. I feel like I have to kind of open it up, not really with a joke, but I think with something everyone knows about safety, which is um, kind of you see those those memes pop up. You see those videos where people are commenting like crazy. You know, if OSHA were to see this, this would be, you know, absolutely shut down. Nothing would be going properly. You can clearly see there's violations in place. Um, so I feel like sometimes safety lives in this realm of the people are doing it wrong and it becomes funny and it's not um, as serious as it needs to be on marketing on the marketing side of it. But there really is an opportunity to shift that angle and make it cool again and make it something that you should be putting out for your company. So I'd like to kind of talk about how you go about that when working with individuals and their businesses to say, you know, safety is important. This needs to be something that we are putting out on our websites, on our social media blogs, with our clients individually through email blasting, so that sort. So how do you go about having that topic become part of marketing? Yeah, that, it's that's a great uh, point and great perception of the safety industry, you know, in general. And I think a lot of times people uh, look at it as it's a common sense thing. And the guy that I'm seeing in the picture doesn't have any common sense. He's stupid. And that's why we're laughing at him, but that's not me. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do think that that is the way it is. And the one thing I always tell people is, uh, you know, nobody left their house. We unfortunately get to see a lot of uh, accident data. No one left their house that morning thinking, I think I'll have an accident today. I think I'll be stupid. I think I won't have common sense today. You know, that's not what happens. And it happens to uh, we've seen deaths uh, to 30 year industry, uh, 30 year 30 year uh, folks in the industry, you know, so they would be considered possibly experts, but it happens. And so, yeah, that's that's one of the things we try to change. Specifically with marketing, um, I think, and we did a, a really good job of this, I think, uh, when we owned our company of marketing safety. Um, we would, uh, I love to bring up and talk about things that nobody else wants to, specifically my competitors. You know, and you guys are in this service industry, you know, a soft washer, for instance, it's yeah. they come out and somebody, a homeowner may say, well, does, does will bleach kill my plants? And, and everybody's like, oh, no, I mean, we're professional. That would never happen. And that's not what we do. No, we can wipe your place out. That's the way I was, you know, would bring it. I would talk about things that, that no one else would. And when we had our high rise company, we would specifically do that. We would talk about anchorages and uh, many of the customers, uh, the other competitors, you know, they'd be like, shut up. Don't There's not anything up there, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I know. And that's why I want to talk about it. I want to address it. I want to, I want to be the expert on it. And so, um, and specifically now with, uh, you know, the program we we've developed with the JHA process, job hazard analysis, um, everyone in the industry is always looking for that unique thing about themselves, right? Cause everybody's got competition and there's more and more, uh, all the time. So the JHA, when we go out or, or we're even doing it over the phone and we create a JHA, that's an excellent marketing piece for uh, to the customer. Because the one thing you want to do is if if safety just becomes something we talk about once a year to hit a compliantory checkbox, that's the way it'll resonate with both customer and employees. But if we bring the, the customer into it with us, now it really becomes something that we can set ourselves apart. So one of the things I always like to do with the JHA, and we teach this in our class, is get your JHA done. And when you're presenting the, the estimate, 
right? Here's your estimate, Susie Johnson. What's what we're going to do? We're going to take care of all your stuff. We're going to clean your home, whatever it's going to be. And oh, by the way, uh, since we're trying to be an OSHA compliant company and we want to be safe, we don't want anything happening. We've created a job hazard analysis for you uh, because we don't want to we don't want to have any OSHA infractions. And oh, by the way, don't want anything to be involved with your homeowner's insurance. So now you see how I just sucked them in. Now she oh, yeah. probably wasn't even thinking about my homeowner's insurance, but now she is. And if the competitor comes in behind the door and they haven't addressed that, guess what we just did? We separated ourselves from our com competitors. And so safety can be used in many, in many different areas like that uh, with that job hazard analysis. And um, there's other things that you can flaunt as well, flaunting certificates and things like that. But uh, there are ways that you can market safety. And like you guys have said, kind of make it sexy. Absolutely. Well, and not only are you marketing it, you've Im completely embedded it into the sales process too. So now I have to ask just because I know individuals listening may be questioning, well, how long is this job hazard report going to take me? Is this something that's going to, I'm gonna have to do every time, you know, what, what kind of um, timeline process does that really take for a business owner? Once they do get in a swing of it, kind of have one under their belt, um, how much added time does that add to their marketing and sales pitch? Yeah, that's a great question. So we we recognized in the service industry, the, the mobile service contractor industry, when we were creating this program, that most of the hazards repeat, right? We 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 go to a job site and it's not like a construction site where things are changing every day. Correct. If I go wash a house tomorrow or if I go wash it next year, probably the hazards remain pretty close to the same. So what we do at the JHA, I mean, it's creating it in, in our program. We wanted to make it very simple. And you could literally, all you do is answer questions. We create the JJ for you. So you go through, answer a series of questions. It auto-populates everything and it's populated to OSHA 1910. So you could literally do a JJ once you're, you know, you get the hang of it and kind of figure it out. I can do a JJ right now in under a minute. Uh, I can put the job wow. details on there, all that stuff, go through, answer the questions one minute. And so then that is, that can be uploaded into the CRM so that it's always there for the, on that customer profile. So now we don't really need to create it again. We might ask a question of the homeowner that if it's a year later, we may say, hey, did anything change at your house? You put any, you know, you build on or, or anything like that that I should know right. about. You put a glass atrium on your house. <laughs> oh, everything's the same. So the JHA is the same and it can just be printed out with a work order and sent out with the guys. So it really doesn't take uh, all that long um, that the JHA process can be done relatively quickly and incorporating into the sales process is just, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, I just like to give them a copy of it in with the proposal so that one, they recognize that we're trying to operate safely. Sometimes these safety measures do take a little more time. Uh, time is money in our business, right? That's all we're really bidding is time. Right. And uh, so it does take extra time. So they need to understand maybe there might be a price differential, right? Hey, this guy's a little higher. Yep, he is, but he's an OSHA compliant company. He's this, and he's taking the, the extra precautions. Yes. And so it really makes a, makes us be compared apples to oranges rather than apples to apples with price always will, will dictate that. Absolutely. Because I, I know I've talked to business owners before, too, at conventions, um, you know, different uh, gatherings, things of that sort. And one of those things that's always which is kind of the the topic of our conversation right now is that differentiator. Right. So what how am I differentiating myself from my competition? And rarely do I ever have a business owner say that I'm differentiating, differentiating myself, excuse me, via safety. It's normally I'm differentiating myself via what I offer or how I go about my service or 
some special piece that I'm adding into my process that might be a product or a material that's different. It's very, very rare that they're saying safety. And I think this is definitely a shift that a lot of individuals and business owners can make pretty quickly based upon what you're saying. I mean, once you have the uh, JHA set up, um, all you're having to do at that point is input the information, like Michael's saying, and under a minute, you can have this developed for every single one of your clients. So say you got 10 clients on the schedule today, you're, you're spending or your VA or your office assistant is spending 10 minutes setting up job safety analysis reports and then being able to have those with the clients, which is a major differentiator. And as Megan always likes to say, is an option to be able to increase your prices. So I'm going to um, kind of wrap up our conversation, Michael, which I appreciate. But Michelle, I did have a quick question for you before I kind of hand it off to Megan, because weren't you getting some pressure washing done recently? I did. I actually had it done on Friday. Look, oh, picture. Okay. For those there, for those watching us on video, you can see this is uh, a wonderful gentleman in our area that did a pressure washing job. And it was super simple. I called on a Saturday. The quote was done the next week. But my super favorite part was I got to actually use nice job as a customer this weekend. I actually got to do the review. I pushed the button. I did all the things. It was super easy. It came to me by text, which I don't know about anybody else. But if it doesn't happen on my phone, I kind of don't get it done. And so I was grateful. I didn't do it the first day because I kind of forgot and got busy. But there was a follow up reminder text. So I got two texts in a row. And I think it was Sunday that I actually did the full review on both Facebook and Google. So I was obsessed with using nice job as the customer this weekend. And I have a clean house and it was really easy to do. And I hope I helped this guy's business because I gave him some really cool reviews and it was really fun. So that's my, that's my story about getting my house clean this weekend. That was good. That is so awesome. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Well, if anyone yeah. is um, interested in using nice job, we did get a, um, a discount code for you guys for $50 off for Ooh. signing up as a review client with them. So the code for that um, discount code is going to be FC4B. So we'll add that into the comments as well as on the screen. And you can go to get.nicejob.co or excuse me, .com to be able to access the review and discount code. Awesome. No, it was great. From the consumer's point of view, it made it really easy. So I would highly recommend it. You know, if you need reviews for your company, it was awesome. I actually might use it for pink collars. I got totally sucked in. I was like, wait a second, this is really cool. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy with it. It was super fun. Yeah, I got all my wheels spinning about how we should get all of our clients on it. I, I did a whole bunch of thinking that I shouldn't have done on a Sunday. But thanks for asking. It was good. <laughs> you should you should totally sign up. I'm a huge fan. I actually uh, got to do some client emails yesterday in the car and I uh, told a client that we will tip our employees for her if she leaves us a review and I'd never like put it that oh, way. Wow. And I was like, a nice job makes it super Ooh. easy. They're going to send you the review. And then if you mention their name, then I give cash to the employee. So I'll tip them for you. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. I love nice job. Well, that is good. We're getting so distracted by how okay, awesome sorry. nice job is. <laughs> but, sorry. Safety, Mike. We're talking about safety. Uh, I love that you helped make safety fun and cool in my house um, because I think as a wife who is coined for saying I am too young to be a widow and I have said about a thousand times in the course of Jeff's career that 
You're never going to wake up today and be like, today's the day I'm going to fall off the roof. Like, this is a great day to break my neck. You know, but the never is how it's going to go about. Um, and I couldn't get him to like buy in. I had such a hard time to get the buy in because you know, he's trying to get the work done. He's trying to get through everything and he doesn't really like learning. I'm sorry. He's probably watching this, but Jeff, I love you. You're amazing. You're a great window cleaner, but safety was not our strong suit. And he went to an IWCA convention and everything changed. And now I feel like we see the world completely differently by safety hazards and job safety hazards. Um, and, and then we met you again at another IWCA convention and you made it so easy that he could have a safety program in his pocket. So I want to talk a little bit about how that's transformed our company and our house. Um, and then I, I want to ask you some questions about um, other use cases that you have seen or experienced because it's really been game changing. Um, a couple of the things that you did in this past year for us, which is one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on the show, was Jeff was able to implement OSHA 10 training in our training program. So in our training module and the five day training session that we fit, we call it Ninja Training Five Days. We train you how to be a, a tech in our company. We were able to add in a three hour OSHA Safety 10 training that that sets them up for success for the rest of their career. And what I've noticed is now my employees are a little bit stickier because we have a system that's investing in them. We're educating them. We're teaching them. And everything else we've been educating and teaching them was very company specific. Like, this is how we talk to a customer. This is how we set an estimate. This is how we climb a ladder. This is how we clean a window. This is how we, whatever. This is the Jeff Likes Tuna's way. But once we added in your safety training into our training program, suddenly they're like, we have a couple of guys who are um, going to night school to be in another trade. And they're like, this is great. I'm going to use this forever. Like nobody's ever sat down and done this with me. And you've also made my safety meetings quite simple. We've always had safety meetings. It's something Jeff's been very good at. But now like he doesn't have to scramble to find a topic or to get excited about it in the morning. Like we have created, and I'm not stepping on Martha's toes, but we have created a different workplace culture around safety because of how easy it's made it for Jeff to organize that. Um, so are we, are we unique? Are we, is that, is that a normal byproduct? I mean, I feel like you probably set out to like make it a safer occupation, right? Um, but are you noticing that other companies are feeling the same? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we have, I think now, you know, upwards of almost 300 companies uh, on the program and representing probably I don't know. It changes all the time, but somewhere around 3000 employees that are that are in the system when they're logged in. So, um, yeah, I do think that's the case. I mean, I think it's uh, you know, you, you spoke about the weekly safety meetings. Um, you know, I was a window cleaner. I owned a business and I remember, you know, getting every Tuesday I get the and there's nothing wrong with the IWCA PDF thing that comes in your toolbox talk or whatever. But that tasks me with another thing to do. Right. So it's like, OK, I get this and I got to go print it off. And now I got to figure out what I'm going to take out of the talking points on this. And I've got to develop a speech around this and I got to sound intelligent. And so it's just like task, 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 task. Right. And so what we tried to do with the whole thing was recognize from the business owner standpoint, they don't want task. They want things just to, to flow and work. Right. It's a system. And so. Yeah, we videoed all the safety meetings. So now we've got them where they can just go out on the phone if you want, or you can group view in your office, however you want to do it. And then uh, they get credit for it, obviously, in the dashboard system. But um, one of the things I was impressed about with Jeff about was uh, you guys, you just did, didn't have 
when we first met you, anyway, you didn't have a lot of employees. And I think at one point it was maybe even just Jeff. And, you know, I was impressed by this because a lot of times we talk about safety from a compliantory standpoint, right? Well, I, I want to, I got to meet the compliance because I've got employees and OSHA expects me this. That's really not my game. I, I mean, that's it. We have to do that because it's kind of the, the law that's governing us, if you will. But what I really want to do, and I think it speaks to what you just said, is I want to change the mindset, right? If people, if they are, we see this all over, no matter what it is, it could be a mask, right? If you're told you're going to wear a mask, nobody likes it. And you may look at it and say, it's the best. You should be wearing a mask. You should do this. You should do that. But I don't want to be told. <laughs> and so the same thing with these, with, when you come from safety and you say, OSHA says you do this everybody's feathers go up right off the bat, right? It's like, I don't want to be told what to do. Oh, she don't have any business telling me what to do. So we try to take it from a, from a standpoint of, you know, with the employees, Hey, I don't really care what OSHA says. I just want you to go home. Right. Yeah. Cause everybody, I always start up my safety classes this way. I say, raise your hand. If you'll work the next two weeks for your employer for free. And we never get takers. So as much as we think our employees love us and they're loyal to us and they'll just hang around and do whatever, we never get any takers on that. And so the emphasis that I put on that is, look, okay, so this is what it tells me. It tells me that you're working for your employer. This is a means to an end. You're using the check you get on Friday to go do whatever it is you do on the weekend, right? You're supporting your family. You're, you're doing what, whatever. I don't care what it is, but that's what you're doing. You're, it's a means to an end. And guess what? As company owners, we want you to continue to do so. And when we put this safety things in place, it's going to allow you to do so. So it's not because OSHA said, it's because we want you to be safe. We want you to go back to your families. We want you to, you know, we, we as employers have a respect for life. And yep. not even to mention you're the money person. Let's talk about that for a minute. A safety yeah, accident or OSHA, please, OSHA talk, infraction. Let's talk about that for sure. Yeah. Because we've had we've had a couple. I'm going to be totally transparent. We've had a couple workers' comp claims. We've had a couple falls. We've had a couple accidents. Uh, and it's it's heartbreaking. Like to me, as a very conservative accountant and a wife of a window, it's it's just it's devastating when it happens, right? And nobody yeah. plans for it. And I think what I like about your program is you've made it really proactive. Um, so now we are planning for it. We're planning for it. Every day, every week, every new employee, we're planning for the fact that accidents happen and how can we be safer to prevent them? How can we think about them in advance? How can we try and build that in so it's happening? Um, and when you think about so it from a money st standpoint, I'm sorry, when you, when you think about it from a money standpoint, it doesn't matter if you have employees or you don't have employees. If Jeff was a single operator and he fell, what is the money impact to the family? It's huge, right? Mm -hmm. He can't support the family. He can't take, he can't pay the bills. He can't do this. If you have employees, an employee falls and gets hurt and they're out of work for a while, let's just say it's not a death, it's just an injury, but it takes them out of work for a while. First of all, no one can find enough employees right now. Everybody's got work stacked up out of their ears. And so what is the real cost of that impact? It's huge. And so well, it's huge on a couple levels, right? Yeah. So your insurance premiums go up. So we were paying 37% in workers comp in California for window cleaning company. So I know if you were running like a lawn care company, you're like, what? 30, but really 37 cents of every dollar I paid in wages, I had to pay an insurance company in case of a potential accident. Um, my cost to onboard a new employee is upwards of $6,000. So if I lose somebody due to an accident, even if it's just for a few weeks and I have to fill in behind them, $6,000 is my hard cost to onboard a new employee. Um, talk about like, 
yeah, I mean, uh, we had to pay out a permanent disability claim uh, once, and that was because they had like permanent damage to their pinky. And like, like it is your job as an employer to make them whole because they can't extend their pinky anymore. And there's somebody out there somewhere who actually decides how much it costs for this much pinky movement on that employee. And because it happened at work, that falls to you as the employer. Uh, yeah, accidents are expensive <laughs> and they're heartbreaking, right? Um, yes. Wow. That's, yeah. So I, I, really I didn't know how you know. we were going to talk about the money part, but I, <laughs> I agree. I would like to just transcend the window cleaning and pressure washing industry for a sec second, because I know we have a lot of listeners in maid service and a lot of listeners in lawn care. Uh, safety is important there too. And, and I don't see at these conventions people talking about workplace safety. Um, I think in window cleaning, we have high rise guys. And I, I think there's a mental association with like, oh, for high rise guys, they really need to work on their safety, right? But these residential guys, we don't necessarily have to. Can you talk a little bit about safety in the workplace and other home services, other home yeah. service industries? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. Even for years in the window cleaning industry, it was the high rise guys that had to be safe, right? It wasn't the residential guys. But in 2017, when OSHA 1910 was redeveloped, OSHA rewrote the general industry standard, they included uh, residential roofs and residential applications in there. So ladders, everything now fall, fell under that. But uh, under 1910 as well, I mean, even made service. So we've got uh, chemical safety uh, that, that could play there. Um, possibly, uh, you know, depending on what types of chemicals you're using, possible respirator safety. Uh, the, the pressure washing world, for instance, they're notoriously bad, but they're spraying SH. And SH requires a respirator all day long. And there's you know, there's a lot of debates about, you know, permissible exposure time and the, you know, the uh, air ventilation and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we've got a lot of cases of guys that have some serious health problems right now because they have sprayed bleach their whole lives and, and haven't wore a respirator. So, yeah, any of these industries, um, it's not just ladder safety. Um, but, yeah, with maid services, there's there's a safety application piece to this. Right. If they're they're doing certain things, there's slips and falls, there's uh, there's chemicals, there's um, always uh, just different things that we can look at. And so, yeah, safety transcends like, all industries. I feel like physical fitness, too, and maid service especially. Uh, so, you know, lots of shoulder industries, back industry injuries. Um, repetitive, repetitive yeah. injuries. Yeah. Repetitive injuries. And you, there could be a culture on education around that to make that kind of more preventative. Um, same for lawn care. I mean, you know, I think eye safety is really important in lawn care. Um, noise, noise hazards, the, noise hazards, dressing for the yeah. job. And, and unfortunately in my company, I mean, we started with this whole, I'm too young to be a widow, right? When Jeff was just by himself, but it, 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 it was beyond that because we, we really do need to keep our, our people safe as employers. I feel like with the responsibility to make sure that they get home safe at the end of the day. Um, and then my last comment about money is I just dropped into the chat, the OSHA uh, regulations uh, for 1910. And I just want to say that you have made this so simple and so usable and so digestible. Um, we are saving so much time because we're not having to read through all these OSHA regs anymore. Um, you've made it uh, compliant in our pocket as long as we're implementing it and doing it. And you've gamified it to get buy-in from our staff. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. Thank you for helping it make it easy to bring in a culture of safety into my company. Um, and thank you for making my family and my work family safer. So. Thank yeah, great. Well, so now now you've given me another idea. My my developers will be so happy. Maybe we can add a a Peloton feature 
you know, for physical fitness into the app as well, right? So and there you go. Are you going to be teaching that class, Mike? No. <laughs> all right. We're going to pass you over to Michelle. She's going to talk to you all about systems. And I, I heard her brain going during K. I like actually oh, heard it through. Yeah, the, it's through happening. It's all happening. Okay. Once somebody says app, it's like 100% on. I'm like way in the front of way in the front row. So I can, I, I can make some assumptions about how this app came out, or I can just ask you, how did you decide to develop an app um, and how has it benefited you know, your clients and most importantly, the, the guys out there and the gals out there in the field? Tell me how you started. <laughs> yeah. So in kind of looking at the, you know, there's a difference in our mobile service contracting world than say a safety site or I'm sorry, a construction site. So a construction site, you know, everybody reports there and then there's kind of a safety guy walking around and he kind of monitors and makes sure everybody, you know, is doing what they're supposed to do. And tomorrow it changes a little bit. And so he re retweaks the plan. But in the mobile service world, we're not we're not that's not our that's not our MO. We, we're, we're two guys mm -hmm. in a truck basically model. Yeah. Two guys come into the office. We put two guys in a truck, send them out and they do whatever it is. They're maid service, lawn care, window cleaner, pressure washer. Doesn't matter. That's the model. And so what we've seen was there was a disconnect in uh, we don't have safety guys out in the field. You know, they're mm -hmm. not monitoring to make sure. So we needed a way to um, implement safety to the techs. And yet the employer kind of know what's going on. And so there, the app is really it's, it's twofold. There's a dashboard that the employer can look at and assign things to the app. And then the employee has the app on their phone and they do the things. And then it reports mm -hmm. back to the dashboard. So for instance, I can say, hey, I need Megan to watch this weekly safety meeting. I put it onto her app and bam, it comes up on the thing. Hey, you need to watch this. When mm -hmm. she watches it, she answers two questions. It reports back to my dashboard. Hey, Megan did this. Oh. And so it really just helps us keep uh, control of, of what's going on. And, and even like a pre-work inspection. So if I've got Jeff out in the field and I say, Jeff, you know, you're going to be using a ladder today. I need a pre-work inspection on that ladder. I send mm -hmm. him the pre-work inspection. He takes 10 seconds, fills it out. It comes back to me. I see that everything passed. Or if he failed something, I'm on mm. the phone with Jeff right now saying, hey, Jeff, I see you failed that rung, the rung on the ladder. What's up with that? Yeah, it's got yeah. a big dent in it. Well, don't use it then, Jeff. You can't work right now. Why did that even go out? You know, But you get to, as an owner, know what's going on in the field. And so that was the reason for this, this app. Mind is blown. Mind is blown. And that's so beautiful because I think it makes it easy for the folks in the field. And like I said earlier, if it's not on my phone, it doesn't exist. Right. And I think a lot of our employees are very much that way. Um, if it's not on the phone, it doesn't exist. So um, other tools that you've used or other systems that you created, I'm also super crazy that you created a safety manual that can be actually customized for your clients. Tell us how that came about, because that's another thing where we as employers have so many great ideas, but getting them down on paper and getting a system in place can sometimes just be crushing. Right. So tell me how that came about. Yeah, I'm a big 100 uh, percent believer. I believe in five pillars of safety and it's just going to be six here soon, but five. Okay. pillars. <laughs> and the first one of those is the safety manual. And the reason is and Martha's going to love this is because we cannot create a safety culture without everybody knowing what what team we're on or what what the, yeah, what what the, the rules, rules are. are basically, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and so the safety manual is so important. It's what everybody knows. It's the it's the guiding document 
and mm -hmm. it, it is what establishes culture. All right. And yeah. so if you're trying to do any of the other pillars and you don't, you haven't brought everybody in in the onboarding process or whatever and had a safety manual overview, and this is what the company expectations are, this is what we want you to do, this is how we operate, you're, you're spitting into the wind because there isn't a culture. Yeah. And so that's why we felt very strongly. And, and, and we know we don't want to task owners. We, I hated yeah. that when I was an owner, don't yeah. task me with another thing. <laughs> I don't want to buy into your program and you give yeah. me 9,000 things to do, right? Yep, I'm trying to get exactly. 9,000 things off my plate already. So <laughs> exactly. we just want you to upload your logo, put in your company information, which most of it we have. And then we've taken care of the man, just like the JHA, we've taken care of it for you. We know what needs to be in there. Uh, we know what needs to what needs to take place. We know where the employee sign offs need to be. So we've got that yeah. for you. We got your back on that. Yeah. And um, so that's that's how it come about. Is I'm just a firm believer if you don't have that and, and the employees don't have a copy of it, they haven't signed off on it. The rest of it don't really matter. Yeah. And my friend Brandon Vaughn says that's compressing time, right? Outsourcing yeah. things is just compressing time. And as an owner, sometimes you have to see, okay, just getting this done and off my list is compressing time. And it has such a huge value just to have it finalized and done. I love also that you have all the forms. I ch checked all those and clicked through a bunch of stuff. Tell me about the safety advocate program you have for people that might be interested in like participating in that. Cause it seems like some of the things are kind of behind the screen. So tell they, me about they that. They are. So we don't give everything <laughs> away uh, up front, yep. right? So um, the safe, that's, I mean, I basically explained it. So we, we, with the five pillars of safety is what we're basing this off of. And so it's a safety manual, it's online training, it is the job hazard analysis, mm -hmm. it's the weekly safety meetings, and then the pre-work inspections. And the six that I talked about, we're kind of, it'll be up in a little bit, it's going to be uh, basically um, safety compliance. So are we going out once in a while? We say we're doing this. Mm -hmm. we, we said the JHA, here's what's going to go on in the JHA, but did an owner go out and check that once in a while? Did we verify that? Yeah. So kind of a safety verification tab. But yeah. it's, it's the advocate program is basically that. It's the dashboard allows the owner to give the employees things to do uh, mm -hmm. in those five pillars and then the employees respond if the employees yeah. we get a little pushback once in a while employee will say uh i don't want to i don't want to use my phone for this yeah and i always say well i don't ever want to see you on facebook during the day then you know <laughs> so <clears throat> but it you know we get so every once in a while you'll have or you'll have an employee that maybe maybe they're not tech savvy they're like i still have a flip yeah. phone Okay, yeah. no problem. We, we can we can bring you in the office and you can do a group view. All right, and you can get yeah. credit for it just like anybody else. The yeah, other rules, for the for the note taker, can you say number four and number five again, real quick? I have the safety yeah. manual, online training, JHA, weekly safety mm -hmm. meetings. Okay, and then the pre work inspections. Mm. And then six will be safety enforcement, and it's it's coming soon. Um, but. Yeah. So, and th then the other piece of the advocate program we've got built in the background, this is really cool because what I seen is um, insurance companies were starting to say, Hey, I need to see your safety program. Mm, okay. And we wanted to, rather than just uh, show them uh, here's our safety program, we wanted to actually prove it to them. So we wrote a logarithms in the back that are basically, so at a company, let's just say you, Michelle, we, we want you doing, we want you to have the safety manual. We want you to do some online trainings. We want you to, to, uh, do weekly safety meetings and pre-work inspections. That's our that's our expectations of you. Well, now sure. when we assign them, this logarithm is rating you as an employee. It's saying, yep, Michelle's mm. doing, you know, she had 52 weeks to do weekly safety meetings. She did 52 or she did 48 or she did mm. whatever it is. 
and it scores you. So I can literally take a company and I can say, if I had all four of you in a company, I could tell you who the risk is. Really? Say, Based it's, on it's, engagement? Yeah, it's Megan. Uh, you know, oh. because because uh, she and, and it would tell me, it would say, you know what? She she had the opportunity to do this, this and this. She didn't do it. And so really the other people did, they, you know, they excelled over that. And so she is the risk because if she's not doing these things, what else isn't she doing? Right. That's huge. And a perfect segue to hand you to Martha to talk about people. I mean, my gosh, engagement is her, this is her jam, but I, I appreciate that you did a comprehensive approach. I love that you attacked it digitally in person and in documentation. So it got all my systems ninja stuff all worked out. So thank you, Michael. I'm super impressed um, and I love it all. And I can see your brain and I love it. So welcome, Martha. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. And in case you think we can't count, six pillars are listed, but it says five pillars of safety. That's because Mike said they're adding a six just to and and I changed it in the other notes, but not anyway. It yeah, that's <laughs> it's good. Um, and I actually love number six just because I, Mike, we'll see if you agree, but I feel like with so many things, I mean, just general policies, um, people have policies, they have safety policies and they're out there, but there's a lot of times a culture of kind of head in the sand and not enforcing. So I think it's really great that you're adding that six because uh, that's where people can have a great, great system and setup, but if you don't follow up, then yeah, we it, it's on two levels. So first of all, um, OSHA OSHA knows this too, right? They're like, mm -hmm. okay, we know you as an owner, you can go through and check boxes. And yep, I did it. I've got a safety program. And what they do in the field, that's up to them. But we we're doing our part. Yeah, that doesn't really get it. And so that enforcement side really helps back. You know that the OSHA just looks at it this way: you have a responsibility as an employer to ensure that your employees are safe and acting safely. And so if you just say, well. I give him a safety manual. He should know yeah. what's going on. That yeah. really doesn't get it. Um, and I love what you're saying. You and we've been talking about this a bunch here recently because what we've seen in the program is that we're getting about um, sixty percent of the employees engaging and forty percent not. And so we've been spending a lot of time thinking about this and and um, why that is, and you know for, for whatever reason, and, and trying to move the needle north. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we're doing and, and the world's changed. I mean, I, I come up in the in the business world where um, if I worked under an employer, an employer told me to do something. This is our mm -hmm. expectation here. And if you don't do it, you're fired. Mm -hmm. That meant something. Um, today, it really doesn't. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the mentality's changed. We have a different mindset of employees. And so, uh, you know, I was recently I just wrote an article for AWC magazine on this and and um but I'll share it with you just a little bit. I was with my family at SeaWorld and I, I noticed something that was kind of interesting. I'm sitting there watching the whale show and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this, this very much describes our employee situation out in the field. You, you have SeaWorld, who's this big corporation. We won't talk about captivity. 
But yeah. we have this, okay, this big corporation, they are providing uh, somewhat of a habitat for these animals. Some of them are, are rescues and this and that. And so, and they're, they're feeding them uh, every three times a day, getting, make sure they're having all the food that they need. They're give, they have thousands of vets on staff at SeaWorld that's giving them the best medical care that they possibly can. And all SeaWorld really wants is for the whale to come out and do a little trick. But everything that SeaWorld's doing, the whale still wants a treat to do the trick. It does not, it won't, if you watch every time the whale come out, jump out of the water, but he comes right over to the trainer and he's like, where's my, yeah. where's my fish? <laughs> and so it really kind of describes to me the employee situation right now too. It's right. You, you're an employer, you're paying them, you're giving them a 401k, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing that. And, and you say, Hey, I need you to, to do the weekly safety meeting. They're like, mm -mm, Nope, I ain't doing it. <laughs> so we've really been thinking about uh, how, and we're working with a couple programs and companies now where we're incentivizing it. We're gamifying it even further where, you know, you do your safety meeting, you do a pre-work inspection, you get so many points and those points accumulate and you get to buy prizes. And by the way, you're entered into a drawing and, you know, once a quarter, there's a $10,000 prize and, you know, all these things. But it's like, it, it challenges my thinking a little bit because again, I was raised under the mentality, either do it or you're out, Right. But that's not what's going on in today's workforce. So, yeah, those incentives both ways, right? The employer really needs to do it this way. And then they're also going to have to figure out how to get the employees engaged and make it fun and uh, and that. So, yeah, well, you know, gosh, we could get in a big conversation about this. But yes, I would agree that employees have changed over the years and their perception of pushing the boundaries. And it probably goes back to just the family nucleus, how that has just changed within the family as far as, you know, a lot of families, kids rule the roost and they almost make up the rules. <laughs> and so then they come into our workplace culture and now they're going to make up the rules or at least they think so. But, you know, not only have our employees changed at how they follow the rules, but the owners have also changed and somehow switched from here are our boundaries, here are our rules to almost a victim mentality. I see so much of a victim mentality and people don't know that they're in it. And um, I certainly understand why they're feeling that way, but they're like, they won't follow the safety rules or, you know, they call out all the time and almost like, it's a choice. So, you know, there's a lot to fix there. And you, you know, you're starting with identifying what the rules or boundaries are. And then by adding that follow-up on making sure that they do follow through and Yes, you have rewards, but yes, you have consequences. And that's the part people are yeah, I, I'm a big advocate, too, of positive enforcement. And so, again, it kind of goes back to the sea world. You never see the trainer jump in. They're, they mess up, right? Sometimes they don't do the trick and, and it catches them off guard. And the trainers are really good. And they'll say, oh, well, he was supposed to be here and he didn't, you know. 
but you never see the trainer jump in and you know abuse the whale at least on screen on in the show <laughs> i don't know but uh you know positive reinforcement i think always works better and when we do we go out and do safety audits for different companies you know we'll show up and i i hate I've been through safety compliance things where guys, you know, stand there. I'm Billy Osha and da, 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 and you're not doing this. You need to put your mask on. You need to do that. Right. Again, that doesn't, that's kind of a negative enforcement. I'm writing you up and this, that stuff is not, that doesn't play well. And so the positive reinforcement, anytime we see good behavior or rewarding good behavior. And uh, just, I think the emphasis on the fact too, that we care about them, right? This isn't mm -hmm. OSHA. We don't, we're not, we're not doing this because we're trying to be OSHA compliant. We do this because we care about you. We need you, right? We need our employees and, right. uh, and we care. We, it's a, it's, for me, it's from a higher level. I mean, it's, it's a sanctity of life thing for me. And, but we have to instill that in our employees that that's what it's about, not rules. Right. Right. And there is that dopamine effect, you know, even just the attaboys of, Thank you so much for keeping yourself safe and we care about you and blah, blah, blah. You know, your family cares about you kind of thing. That uh, positive reinforcement definitely feeds that need for self-esteem and um, self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard another, just to give your listeners another option too. We, um, we, I heard a, a nice little incentive program the other day where a company, they basically, as soon as you're onboarded, you get a thousand dollar bonus at the end of the year. It's yours. Can't have it till the end of the year. And by the way, any safety infractions will be docked against that thousand dollars. And so they have a little program and a, a checkup thing that they do. And if you get caught doing something, that's 50 bucks, that's 50 bucks. Yeah. That's 50 bucks. And so it's your money. Now, now they're in it, right? Because like, that's my $1,000 and you're going to get it. You're going to get all of it at, at the end of the year, but you have to hit these criteria. And so I, I thought it was a pretty cool little incentive program. Um, yeah. Well, and people are always looking for a career ladder. So, you know, in the service industry, sometimes we're lax at creating a culture that shows development and shows improvement. And so, you know, people get stuck on a career ladder and think it has to be these huge, you know, these huge um, wage increases and levels and so forth. And you can build a career ladder with requirements to move up the career ladder and incorporate some safety steps that they have to accomplish to move them up, you know, mm -hmm. and, and among, you know, it can be customer service training they have to do, uh, safety training, etc. But I personally love with a career ladder that there are things they have to achieve to move to the next level that are objective and very transparent, like the employee knows, yep, I, I did that. I should get that promotion. Um, so it's a great thing to work into a career ladder too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, we had a, you know, I was, was talking with um, Michelle about the, you know, the 
uh, logarithm that's running in the back and the company report we can run. We've actually made decisions on that. We, we had a guy fall in one of our companies and um, we had to decide, do we keep them or do we not keep them? And um, it, we, when we ran the report, I'm like, let's just run the, let's run the numbers. Yeah. Uh, it was very clear that he needed, we was going to have to let him go uh, because you could just tell against his peers, he wasn't doing anything. And so it's like, how do we, how would we sit down with an insurance company and justify his existence uh, after this fall when he hasn't done anything? But so, yeah, though, and so plugging that into a career ladder as well, if you've got a guy that's really like excelling on, on it, right, that can be one mm -hmm. of the steps or achievements. Yeah, this guy, man, he's, he's hitting all five pillars all the time and, and he gets it and he's a motivator out in the field and, and all these things and he helps others do it. So that's, you know, uh, a big uh big step, I think, in, in that direction. Yeah. yeah. And what a great system to put in place for that, not penalty, but for that difficult situation, right? It's a hard call to make. And once the system and the data is there in the middle of you and that person, then it makes it not a personal decision. It just makes it a data decision. It makes it so much easier on the manager and on the company. So I love that when a system can actually help support those decisions, that's when it really is good. So yeah. Huge, yes. good, huge good stuff. I love data decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> much easier. Much easier. Much easier. Yeah. And, you know, you guys have probably heard me say before, I've actually done coaching sessions where I'll be like, those darn policies. I mean, I have to do this because yeah. of policies. And then I'll usually chuckle and say, well, okay, so I did write the policy, but I got but the data says I have to do this next step. So, you know, it becomes kind of, or it should become out of your hands because it is a data decision, not a should I or shouldn't I. Yeah. And it's not saying that that employees don't mess up or that there are going to be infractions in the field. There is. It's it's Absolutely. always going to be the case. But it's really the employee's attitude, right? It's yeah. because OSHA does, they even say in their language, look, if, if it becomes evident that they have a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding in a certain area, they need to be retrained. So that mm -hmm. right there tells me that, hey, there's going to be infractions in the field. But when we look at that infraction and then we compare it to the data, we are able to then process a little bit deeper into what's really going on. Is this, is this employee, was it just a bad day? Did they mess up? We've all done it. Or is it a is this a behavioral thing that's going on all the time? And that really helps us make that decision. Right. Repeated infractions are indicative of basically not caring enough. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can I so. can I ask a follow-up question related to infractions? Sorry to interrupt, but uh what's the average OSHA infraction violation cost-wise? So right now uh, they just raised it. And so if OSHA comes onto your job site and they are to cite you, they can cite you up to 13,000 per offense. And so they like wow. to line item things, right? They'll find two or three <laughs> things and it's 13, 000, up to 13,000 wow. per, per. And that's on a first time. If they see that you're a repeat offender, like sometimes the more uh, notorious cases and stuff, like you'll see somebody that's being fined millions of dollars by OSHA or you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those are generally where they've been cited, they've been given an opportunity to make corrections, and they didn't. So now, just like that employee who has a, be a list of behavioral things, that's right. what OSHA is dealing with, too, on the company standpoint. So, again, when we talk about money, that's a big impact. 
And I think the bigger impact is, you know, the, the loss of work and, and, you know, taking it off your run schedule and all that stuff. But um, that it's, I mean, I don't know too many business owners that are flush enough that they want to stroke checks. If you had a five offense thing, like on a fall protection, it could be five things easy. You're talking almost a hundred thousand dollar fine. I don't know many business owners that are that flush that want to, that want to write that check. And even the ones that are flush not to do it, they don't want to write that check. <laughs> yeah. They got boats and houses and things they'd like to buy. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Tay, I'm going to pass it back to you and then we'll assign some homework. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I apologize for the snoring pug in the background. Uh, he's on Trazodone because he hurt his paw. So he's been knocked out the whole show. <laughs> um, it's but, a typical response I have from an audience generally when I'm on the show. Is, is no, <laughs> snoring? Don't say that. <laughs> oh, no, this has been awesome. <laughs> I've been super informed. I love it. <laughs> normally they're barking they always make the ladies always make fun of me because my dog i'm always with my dog so they're normally going crazy but for this time he's dealing with an injury so he's been knocked out for, <laughs> for the whole show but at this point michael what we like to do is we like to go through homework um if this is your first time joining us on the show and listening to the show uh homework is an opportunity for you to take actionable steps to the things that we talked about today so not only are we going to give you homework, um, so Michael, you're totally open to give homework at the end once we go through, okay. um, but there's also a private group that you can join to be able to get help with this homework. So that way you can actually complete the homework and feel like you're moving the needle or not even feel, but know that you're moving the needle forward in your business. So as far as homework goes from marketing, it's kind of going to be easy-ish in a sense, but my challenge to you this week is to shift your perspective on safety because like Michael and I talked about, there's always those videos out there in marketing about the common sense kind of, oh, why, how did that happen? That's like common sense. You know, that shouldn't have happened on the job site. That was, that's a common sense mistake. Um, but accidents do happen. That's why they are called accidents. It's not necessarily a loss of common sense sometimes. Sometimes it's genuinely just an accident. So I want you to take that perspective, shift it as to making safety more of a priority in your company and your marketing and your, your sales, like Michael discussed. And the job hazardous analysis report is a very simple way to do that. So if that's something that you're at the point and really everyone should be at the point if it's not added in their business to add that in, I challenge you this week to go ahead and add that in for your homework assignment with marketing. Sorry. And um, okay. I'm going go to take yours. So I'm always like, yeah, wait, that was a long one. That was a good one. Okay. Got it. Um, okay. Finance homework. I want to talk about the money of safety. And so I want you to think about if you've not yet think of, thought about a company, how much does an accident cost you? Because we're not for an accident. It's hard to budget for an accident. Okay. How much does an accident cost you? And we could talk about an accident from uh, a, an employee's loss of work. We could talk about an accident from the increase in insurance costs. We could talk about, about an accident from like the emotional distress. Like think about your time responding to an accident. Think about how much admin is required for dealing with an accident. Um, and then I wanna flip it and think about, are there things that you could do in your company easily that could make you more proactive to prevent or reduce the number of accidents in your business. And really think about, you know, what does that look like for you? I'll never forget our first letter from OSHA. Um, 
and it had some pretty significant numbers on it. Um, it was a warning and we were able to say, so it was, a, it was um, an employee, a disgruntled employee had reported us to OSHA for a safety violation. And um, it turns out that it, it was not valid. And we were able to show them, here's our safety manuals. Here's the safety programs we have in place. Here's the training that we did with this employee. Here's photographs of the equipment that we have in place. And that took me dozens of hours to respond to. And what I like about Michael Draper's system or any safety system, right? We talk about you need a system is that that becomes less work. That becomes less effort. And to me, time is money. So we're going to spend less money on that. So step one of the finance homework, very long, but think about <laughs> the cost of, of running an unsafe business. What are the hard costs to you as an owner? And then think about the savings of implementing a safety system so that you are proactive as opposed to being reactive um, with safety in your company culture. So that's your finance homework this week. And your systems, your systems homework is pretty simple because I'm a big person on building systems, but not every business owner is. And if you want to compress time in your business and just get all of these things implemented, I'm just going to shoot you straight to Michael's website to look at all the cool stuff he's got because he, he really has a super comprehensive approach. The forms, the training, the app. I mean, I can't tell you how long that must have taken to build such a massive program and it's all done for you. So I'm going to shoot you to his website to check out everything that he's got and just consider compressing the time on your safety protocols in your business and hiring Michael. And he didn't even know I was going to do that. We didn't even meet until this morning. So, so go to his website and check it out. That's your system's homework. Compress some time. And I meant to mention earlier that my workers comp company actually um, reached out to us a few years ago and said, hey, we offer safety training. We'll come to speak at a monthly meeting, etc." So, you know, you guys may have some other resources available to you that you don't even know about. So um, I don't it was quite a bit drier than what this sounds like. So uh, <laughs> but at least know that there are resources out there. Um, your people homework is I want you to look at your career ladder or if you don't have one, start looking to build one. But look at your career ladder and see where you might add some safety requirements or, well, I should say accomplishments. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe that means that they have completed you know, X number of videos, and then they get that will qualify them for the next level or whatever that is. Um, but yeah, add that as one of the requirements. And like we talked about before, that's data driven. That's not you, the boss saying, well, I like you, I'm going to move you up to the next level. And then it feels like favoritism have that career ladder have very data-driven uh, requirements that will move them up. And then Mike, if you have homework. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to reward you. So here's the right. thing. We talked about, uh, um, I'm a big person on that. You got to build the culture first. And if you don't build the culture, some of the other stuff really doesn't matter. So here's what I want you to do as homework. I want you to go to our website, expertsafetyservices.com. 
And I want you to hit, as soon as you, you get there, it's going to pop up, become a safety advocate. There's a seven day free trial there. Click that. All right. So put your information in there. You're going to get the program for seven days for free, but here's your specific homework. I want you to go to pillar number one, which is safety manual, create it, download it. Once it's downloaded, it's yours, right? And so um, you get the safety manual for free. If you don't like our program, that's fine. If you want to leave me, that's fine. But you're on your way. However, you want to create it from that point forward to a safety culture in your company. So go to the site, log in, the pillar number one, create your safety manual, download it. It's yours to keep. And uh, you'll be on your way to a safety culture. That's awesome. Wow. Hey, that's Mike, I, uh, I said we wouldn't get political because you said it felt like being on The View. But I do have to ask you, <laughs> are you a Cubs fan? or? Oh, I knew. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's interesting. Uh, you, I live right in the middle of the state in Illinois. Uh -huh. And so uh, one may assume that uh, my fan would go to Chicago, but actually I'm a St. Louis car. I fan. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's awful. So <laughs> I, I, I do root for the bears. Uh, I, but I, I do truly love uh, Tom Brady as a quarterback. So this week on Sunday, I'm going to be really torn as to where, where I'm going. Cause they're going to face each other. But uh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, you have to have a lot of uh, endurance and perseverance to be a Chicago fan, uh, regardless of what team up there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Uh, if our listeners want to get a hold of you or if they want to, you know, ask you some questions, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, uh, my email is mike at expertsafetyservices.com. Uh, so just, just hit me in an email. Uh, they're more than happy to do that, or you can find me on all of the social medias as well. But uh, yeah, happy to help anybody out. We do a lot of uh, consulting for folks and just even just general questions and things like that. Happy to help. Really uh, love the industry. Uh, been fairly successful at it uh, throughout my career and life. And uh, so I just, it's it really quite rewarding to be able to help uh, some of the companies change their perspective uh, on safety. And uh, ultimately, I, I'll finish this just this way. One of the most powerful things I've ever sat through was a safety seminar called Next of Kin. And basically what it was is, is that there's a safety accident and you as the owner have to go in and tell the family that their spouse, brother, sister, whatever, isn't coming home. Yeah. And the, the people on the other end are obviously trained and they're going through all these emotions. It's first, it's upset, then it's blame game, then it's this, then it's that, it doesn't matter, but it's just these wild emotions that go place. And what I really hope to help accomplish is that no business owner ever has to go through that. That's great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good it's a hard one. Um, I want to I wanna just mention that we're going to see Mike Fight Club will be at the IWC convention in February of 2022, mm -hmm. right, Michelle? In yep, Orlando, yes. Florida. So I'm yep. going to put that registration link here in case you really enjoyed this week's episode and you'd like to join all of us live in person. Uh, and then we have another convention coming up next month, right, ladies? Where, where is we do. Next We're next month. We are heading with Jobber, and we are going to go to the ARCC ISSA convention, and we're going to do a pre-event on Sunday, and it has free alcohol and free food, and the four of us plus a couple special awesome guests from the cleaning convention world, and we are very excited to be there in Vegas. We're going to be unleashed in Vegas for how many days? Is it four or five days? The Fight Club unleashed. I don't know. I'm just saying, it could get a little crazy. So we're happy to 
happy to be taking the show on the road to the West Coast for the uh, first time on that, that side of the coast. We're excited to be there. Totally. Sounds and good. we always wrap up, Michael, with a quote of the day. And uh, I've had one ready for you, and I think it's a good one. It's safety isn't expensive. It's priceless by Jerry by Jerry Price. So you guys have a great day out there. Everyone keep safe and keep listening and go fight. Sounds okay. good. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.